We heard in our children's sermon a rendition of the Easter story from the Gospel of Mark, and now we turn to St. John, the Holy Gospel for this Easter Sunday from the 20th chapter. Now the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early, while it was still dark, and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. She ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They've taken away the Lord from the tomb, and I don't know where they've laid him. Peter then came out with the other disciple, and they went toward the tomb. They both ran, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. And stooping to look in, he saw the linen clothes lying there, but he didn't go in. Then Simon Peter came following him, and he went into the tomb, and he saw the linen clothes lying, and the napkin which had been on his head, not lying with the linen clothes, but rolled up in a place all by itself. Then the other disciple, who reached the tomb first, also went in, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not know the Scripture that he must rise from the dead. And then the disciples went back to their homes. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. And as she wept, she stooped to look into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had lain, one at the head and one at the feet. And they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? And she said to them, Well, because they've taken away my Lord, and I don't know where they've laid him. Saying this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing, but she didn't know it was Jesus. And Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you crying? Who are you looking for? Now, supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you've carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary, and she turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabboni? And Jesus said to her, Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brethren and say to them, I'm ascending to my Father and to your Father, to my God and to your God. And Mary Magdalene went and said to the disciples, I've seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said all of these things to her. The gospel of the Lord. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. During this Lenten journey, these 40 days, we've been looking at different 
questions that Jesus asks his followers. And those have opened up lots of beautiful things in our journey with him. And this Easter Sunday, we, we finish that theme with one final question. The question that the angels and Jesus asked Mary, why are you weeping? My goodness, what a question for today. <laughs> Lord, let us count the ways in answering that question. Now, Mary was weeping, of course, because she thought that her Lord was dead and that this whole movement, that the experience, the encounter she had had was all for naught and it was over, that death had the final say. Well, we, as we gather today, we are struck by grief and the power of death. Why are we weeping? Well, we're weeping because indeed we've lost people that we love. The coronavirus has, has killed thousands in our country and throughout the world. But death is always a factor in our lives, and we've lost people who we love and care about um, that have nothing to do with the virus. Death has touched us all, and so, yeah, we with Mary weep. But we weep because doctors have had to make difficult decisions about who gets a respirator and who doesn't in our country and throughout the world. We weep with nurses who have had to console um, people who were dying and had to be separated from their families. We weep because we're seeing that a lot of our homes are not very functional and, and are so broken that now that the kids have to be home all the time that we're seeing lots of domestic violence going on and, and an increase in that. We weep because one in ten Americans have lost their jobs and, and so many have lost their income and businesses have had to close and, or at least temporarily close and, and so many people have had their e economic livelihood um, so dramatically affected. We weep because inevitably we're left with all kinds of shoulda, woulda, couldas when it comes to how this crisis has been handled worldwide in our own country. And that's just an inevitable part of something like this. And so we weep over those. We weep um, because of all the unintended consequences that might come from the ways that we're trying to to deal with this crisis. And we weep um, over all the weddings that have had to be postponed and the baptisms and the birthdays. Um, we weep um, because of the memorial services that haven't been able to take place. We weep because of the disruption of teaching and learning in our society when it comes to our schools and, and, and all that the disruption of that rhythm and life that's happened. I mean, especially for seniors, we weep because of how their graduations are going to be dramatically affected and, and um, that those wonderful milestones that happen um, have, have gotten um, overcome, you could say. And then we weep because sometimes we're disconnected from our families if we haven't been able to shelter in place with them. And, and so we weep for those relationships and those connections and and. We especially weep today because this is Easter 
And usually this sanctuary is filled with people brimming with energy and joy and excitement to proclaim the good news, the music, the beautiful special music and choirs and, and uh, all that goes with that and celebrating together and not to be able to do that is just a sadness. And so why are we crying? Why are we weeping? That's a part of it. And, and maybe the best way is just to uh, sum it up by saying it's like there's this invisible low-level stress that's just always a part of our lives now, and it's just right under the surface, and by 5 p.m., we're exhausted. That's one reason we weep, or one of the many reasons we weep. And so it's at this point, though, that Jesus encountered Mary. And as he asked that question, I believe he asked that question not as, why are you weeping, Mary, but why are you weeping, Mary? I believe Jesus cared. He knew that she was um, crushed by death. She knew that she was so overwhelmed and overcome. And I believe Jesus knows our grieving today. All the ways I've talked about, um, he knows and he hears that. But thank goodness that's not the end of the story. What changed things? I mean, Mary couldn't even recognize Jesus because she's over, so overcome with grief. And then Jesus says her name, Mary. And that changed everything. Oh, I want you to know in the midst of your grieving, I want all of us to know in the midst of our grieving and weeping and crying today that Jesus has come out of that tomb, that the grave clothes are lying there, and he stands there with us just like he did with Mary and says our name. Yes, this Easter is different. But maybe it's a lot like that first Easter with Mary. I mean, Mary just was there with a few women and a few of the disciples. She was just there with Jesus. And so if we're isolated and alone today, um, Mary comes to, Mary's there and she encounters Jesus and Jesus comes to us today. I want you to know that he's out of the grave. He is no longer in that tomb and he stands before us and he calls us by name. He called us by name in our baptism. He calls us by name in his word. And he says our name in such a way that the same thing that came flooding in for Mary comes flooding in for us. That death is not the final word. That God's love is more powerful, more powerful than death and all the brokenness and all the mourning. That God is with us in our suffering and cares about us and is indeed transforming it. Not letting it be the end of the story. All of that, I believe, came flooding in for Mary, and it comes flooding in for us today, as right now, in this moment, Jesus stands before us and shows us himself and calls us by name. Christ is risen. He's risen indeed. Hallelujah. And he calls our name. So, Mary heads off and she tells the disciples, I've seen the Lord. We get to head off from here now. I'm changed, transformed by this Easter. And so we start to see amazing things happen. 
We start seeing cathedrals turned into hospitals. We start seeing churches with big gathering places and showers start to become sheltering places and respite places for caregivers and doctors and nurses. We see quilters who used to make quilts now making lots of masks so that people can wear masks and we can protect each other and keep and slow, keep this spread down and to slow the spread of this horrible disease down. We start seeing neighbors calling each other and um, finding out if they're okay. Um, even as we do our neighborhood walks and runs and bike rides, people are waving and smiling and um, supporting each other. What we see is God bringing amazing gifts and life out of the crisis, out of the death. That's what we see. We, we can go now with Mary and say, we've seen the Lord because we know that this virus doesn't get the end of the story, that death doesn't get the end say, but Jesus does. And because of that, we can now look and let God the Holy Spirit bring amazing things out of this crisis for us. Families being renewed. Yes, a lot of stress being all cooped up together, but I've been amazed by the stories of how families are being brought together. There's reconciliation. There's forgiveness. There's more time with each other. There's more walks being taken. And then, oh, I've been just so blessed by the many stories of people saying how the church is being creative and bringing the word to them like we're doing to you today um, and doing for you today that how they've been blessed. And one member of our church was saying how alone she's felt, but when she can turn into our worship services and hear the word, it just makes all the difference. It gives her hope. It gives her the strength to keep going. May you know that not only does God know who you are, but God in Christ has come forth from that tomb and called you by name. There's a lot of doors that are shut today. Even our church door isn't open. But let me tell you about one door that couldn't remain shut. A tomb in Jerusalem some 2,000 years ago. The stone was taken away, and Jesus came forth alive. The grave closed there, lying there, and Jesus finishing and going to the Father, defeating death, bringing forgiveness and life and love to us. May you know today in the midst of our weeping that Christ is risen. He has risen indeed. All lay.